What's happening team? Welcome to the Type 1 Movement Podcast where I'm going to be sharing with you my tips, tricks and stories to help you lead the healthiest life possible as a Type 1 diabetic. I'm your host, Type 1 Tom. Just a quick disclaimer, any advice that I give will not overpower your medical professional, so please consult with them first if you're thinking of making any changes. Yes, team, welcome to another episode of the Type 1 Movement Podcast. With me, your boy, your host, Type 1 Tom. And in this episode today, I'm going to be going into where I'd start, where I'd start if my glucose control wasn't great. Now, before we get started, if you get value from my podcast and from this episode, please leave me a five-star rating and review. I'm saying five stars if you get value because I'm not quite at five stars on the podcast app and I've got OCD and it's fucking with my head. So do me a solid. Please leave me a five-star rating and a review because it really does help me reach more type 1 diabetics and positively impact our community as well. Like I would say, I run no paid advertisement for this podcast, just solely off word of mouth and from you guys. So I'm truly grateful for that. Also... Whatever device, platform, or app you're listening to it on, please give it a screenshot, share it on your Instagram stories or on Facebook and tag me at type1 underscore Tom. I always love it when you guys do that. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say something, get into something before we start this because I found this absolutely hilarious. On Facebook recently, on Facebook recently, I've had, Facebook have got reels now, yeah? So you've got reels on Instagram, which are very similar to TikToks. And Facebook have like bought this sort of application in, doing reels. Oh, I think it's been a few months or something. So I've been like, right, let's go in on that because I'm trying to be everywhere. It's my business at the end of the day. I want to spread the word, impact tight ones. And then obviously on the business side of things. So I'm everywhere. So I've been posting reels on Facebook and a few of these reels have really popped off. And by that, I mean, a couple of them have got over a million views. So I've got a lot of new friends, a lot of new followers on there. So I appreciate you. If you are one of these new people watching me, following me, thank you so, so much. And I hope you get some value and some actionable shit from my content. A few things about me, though. I swear a lot. I'm full of tough love, but I'm tough love because I care. You guys are regular watchers, regular listeners to this podcast. You will know that. So, so reading through some of these comments. Now, look, I'm not a super serious dude. I can be when I need to be. But my clients will tell you, and people that know me in person, I like to have a fucking crack. I like to have a laugh, right? So a few of my reels was me making diabetes sexy, just being a dick, dancing around to the Genuine Pony song, changing my Libra, my Dexcom when I was on that insulin pump. And there's so many comments on there off you guys. I'm truly humbled. Apologies that I've not been able to back, get back to everyone. But I do really appreciate it. And these others I've been putting out as well. And some of these comments really make me laugh. So I'm glad that I'm able to give you guys a good laugh. And that you guys are making me laugh as well. I love this. And that's why we're a team. We're a family at the end of the day. But some of these comments make me want to stop the world and get off. Look, I'll be honest. Like When you get high exposure on social media, you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Especially me. Like, And that's okay. That's a level. Guys, if you guys want to know if you're getting successful, look for the haters. Look for the hate. You're going to get hate. Is what it is. And some of these comments from some of these haters on my reels and posts... Honestly, it makes me want to stop the world and fucking get off. But <laughs> my energy goes to helping you guys. That's where my energy goes and making an impact. So I just wanted to open with that. So super grateful for all you new followers, all your new friends. Um, and you guys who are trying to show hate or not understanding. I hope you're okay. I hope you have a fucking best day ever. Right. Let's get into this. Let's get into this. So where would I start if my glucose control 
wasn't great. Where would I start? Now, this is going to be for anyone, if you've just been diagnosed or if you've had it a while, a while and you feel fucking stuck in a rut, you're feeling a little bit lost with it all, yeah? Because this is going to be applicable across the whole board, across the whole board. Now, there's one thing I want to open with. I always like to open with some fucking knowledge bombs, some wizardry sort of gems, and it's this. You need, and we need all of us, to stop looking for things outside of our control. Don't look at things outside of your control to help you because you cannot control them at the end of the day. You need to control the controllables. So things outside of your control may be wishing for a certain bit of tech. Maybe on pens you wish for a pump. If you've not physically got that yet, that's outside of your control. Yes, we can do things to move us towards that. That's something outside of your control. There's another thing that I said on a few podcast episodes ago, and if it triggers anyone, I do apologize. I'm going to be straight up. It's hoping for a cure. Yes, we all wish there was a cure for type 1 diabetes. But unfortunately, unless we're involved specifically in it, that is outside of our control. So we're going to be wasting our mental energy on that when it's best spent and served elsewhere, which is what I'm going to talk you through a few points in this podcast. So I want you to understand that a lot of frustration, overwhelm, and burnout sometimes can be because we are that solely focused on things that we can't control, and we're forgetting about the things that are in our power and are in our control, yeah? So I want you to take that little gem. I want you to think about that. Stop looking for things outside of your control. Help yourself by controlling the controllables and the shit that's inside your control, which is what I'm going to move into now. So a few of these, I've got these ideas from people I've been speaking to and also my own personal experience of being diagnosed at 21. I'm now 35 and I was 34 then. You know a funny story? Last year when I was 35, me and my family celebrated my 36th birthday. Th fucking mum forgot how old I was. Dad forgot how old I was. So yeah, so I was diagnosed, moving on, moving on now. I was diagnosed at 21, yeah? And this was 14 years ago. And the tips that I'm sharing with you, if I could go back to the past, I don't regret any of my journey. Do you know what I mean? Things, everything happens for a reason. But if I could go back to the past, this is some of the stuff that I would like tell myself, yeah? So the first thing where I'd start if my glucose, glucose control wasn't great or if I was newly diagnosed or I felt fucking stuck in a rut with it all and I was like, fucking hell, it's a bit too much, is I'd sit with it. I'd sit with it. And I've put a slash here for acceptance. I never did this. I went into straight into one of the fucking last points. Now, I never sat with it. I don't care if you've had it a few days or you've had it years. Some type ones don't do this. You don't sit with it. You don't let yourself feel however you're feeling and be like, that's okay. You start putting these things on yourself like, I shouldn't have had this. It shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. Well, it fucking has to me to us all. We can't change that. That's why I started with control, the controllables. We cannot change that. But there's other things we can control. So I would allow myself to just to sit with it and feel whatever I was feeling, whatever emotions, whatever was going through my head, I'd just feel it. Now, this can take as long as it takes. Could be a few weeks, could be a few months, could be a few years. The problem arises when you sit with it. I'm going to move on to the next point for this. When you sit with it, and you sit with it for, and I know this sounds contradictory because I said it as long as it takes, too long that your life passes you by and you're fucking 20, 30, 40 years down the line and you've never truly accepted it. You need to sit with it so you can accept it 
and understand that everything else will come from that. If you don't truly accept something, how the fuck can you physically put work in? If you don't truly accept something, how the fuck can you phys physically put work in? You can't. So the first thing, and I never did this. I'm speaking from experience. And a year down the line, I spoke to this on a podcast episode. I'm totally open and honest about my journey. I never sat with it and fully accepted it. A year down the line, it come back, bit me in the ass. I hit my first bout of depression. So this is why I'm giving this information to you guys from experience. Sit with it. Let yourself feel however you want to feel. Don't feel bad for feeling a certain way. But don't let your life pass by through sitting with it for too long. So that's the first thing. I'd sit with it. Second thing, this is a big one, a big one. I would work on my mindset. I would work on my mindset. Now, chances are, if you're newly diagnosed or if you've been having a bastard diabetes, not just days, me and my clients call them, a bastard, bastard diabetes week, month, year, chances are your mindset has turned to a victim. If you've been having a tough time or you're just diagnosed, your mindset has turned to a victim. And this can look like, why me is the big one. This shouldn't have happened to me. This is so fucking shit. Some of these are right, right? But why me? Now, that's okay. That is okay unless you're sat there for too long and letting your life pass you by, which is why I said about the acceptance part. So number two is I work on my mindset. Like I say, if you're having a bit of a shit time, you're newly diagnosed, you probably will have that victim mentality. I've been there. I've had it. A lot of my clients have, so I understand it. I understand it, yeah? That's okay, but you can't sit there forever else. You won't fucking have a life. Bad shit's going to happen. You don't, don't sit there forever. Chances are, if you're watching this, you're listening to this, you don't want to sit there forever. So try and switch your mindset from being a victim to being a victor. That basically means that you're like, you know what? I've sat in it, I've felt it, I've accepted it, I've thought about why me, but now I am fucking ready to do what it takes to control this condition, yeah? And the reason that I say this, team, and the reason that I'm putting these at the start, and we have a full training module on mindset in my course, in my program, because this is so, so fucking important, so important, because this is where a lot of you type ones get stuck, and I understand it because I've been there and a lot of my best clients have, but this is why I'm putting this out to help you. The reason why I said I work on my mindset, the reason why I said that is everything starts in your mind first. This isn't me being a guru, so fucking wishy-washy shit. This is me telling you straight up, every physical action, every belief that you have, every physical action that you take started in your mind first. Let me give you a dead dumb down example of this. If I think I want to get up now and walk down the stairs, I think it, I get up, I fuck off, I walk down the stairs. That's applied across the board. It's applied across the fucking board. Everything starts in your mind first. So if you're constantly thinking to yourself, why me? I can't handle this condition. It's too much. All this sort of stuff. I've been there. I totally get it. But every belief that you then have on yourself and every action that you take will be aligned with that. Team on the live, give me a fire emoji if this is making sense. Give me a fire emoji if you're getting value from this. So I work on my mindset is step number two. I changed my victim mentality, which is okay to have at times, to a victim mentality. And I understand that everything starts in my mind first. Everything starts in your mind. If you're jumping right down the pond trying to run basal rate tests and all this, and you've not accepted it, and you've got limiting beliefs on yourself, doesn't matter about these tests. You're always going to be stuck at point one and point two. So understand that, please. Everything starts in your mind first. 
Let me give you, I work on my fucking mindset every day. I'm in the same boat as you. I have the same challenges. I have even more so because I'm helping my clients as well. It's not just one type one. It's not just me I've got to look after. It's others as well. And then providing value for you guys. So here's a few things that I like to do to work on my mindset. Don't need to do them all, but you can do if you want. I have a morning routine. This may not seem like working on your mindset, but it does. It sets me up for a solid day. As soon as I get up, I have a cold shower. You don't need to fucking do this. It may sound gurry to you, but it works. I have a cold shower. Come in, sit here where I'm at now. I do 10 minutes guided meditation using the Headspace app. I then read a page of the Daily Stoic book as well, which is like a philosopher's sort of Roman times, but really, really good. I'm into that sort of shit. You might not be. You could read a page of any sort of book that you enjoy. And then I write down three things, three things that I'm grateful for in my life. Three things. Take that. If you take nothing from this episode, fucking take that. What this does is it helps set me up for the day and it kind of keeps my brain in a positive drive forward because I'm looking at three positives and three things I'm grateful for. These other things you could do to work on your mindset, like doing something that you really enjoy. I like to DJ, I like to ride my bike. Whatever you enjoy that gives you a mental release and escape, that's something that you should do. I'm not going to spend any much longer on that, but that's the second point, work on my mindset. Three, tip number three, this is where we get into the actionable shit now because we've sat with it, we've let ourselves feel how we want to feel. We've then, we'll start working on our mindset, we've kind of accepted it. And we've changed our victim mentality to a victim mentality and been like, you know what? I can fucking do this. Then, tip number three, we take the low-hanging fruit. I take the low-hanging fruit that gives me the biggest reward. I take the low-hanging fruit, the simplest stuff that I can look at that gives me the biggest reward, the biggest return on investment from my time. And I've put like a little side note here, your lifestyle. So things I would look at then, what's my nutrition like? Am I eating well? We're all adults here. Hopefully you are. You know how you should fucking be eating. I'm not going to school your ass. Just don't be a complete dick and eat like a knob all the time. Enjoy your food, by all means. But we all know the basics of nutrition and how we should be eating as adults. So I'd take a look. This is when we get onto the physical shit now. I'd take a look at how I'm eating. Can I make it better? Can I make it better? Yeah. I'd then take a look at... Am I moving enough? Under this, this is a hierarchy sort of thing, but under this will come your daily steps, working out, whatever it is, that comes under movement. I'd then look at that. I'd then look at something so, so simple, is how much water am I drinking? How much water am I drinking? Am I staying hydrated? And then I'd look at how much sleep I'm getting. Team, I see a lot of type ones jump into this, eating better, moving more, staying hydrated, sleep, managing stress, before... They've sat with it, felt it, and accepted it, and before they've started even working on their mindset. You can't jump ahead to this because it will fucking break down. It's like having a, an amazing house with shit foundations. It's going to collapse when the weather gets bad. Yeah, and This is why when times get tough, I want you to accept it because they're going to get tough. I want you to have accepted it, and I want you to be working on your mindset, building a strong, resilient mindset, so when shit does get tough, because it will, you're equipped to deal with that. So this is the third thing. I'd take the low-hanging fruit for the biggest reward. So I'd look at my lifestyle. How am I eating? Am I moving enough? Am I staying hydrated? Am I sleeping enough? That's where the actionable sort of shit comes in. I then, fourth one, is I'm moving to educating myself. I'm going to tell you something super important on this in a minute, right? I'd look at educating myself whilst taking action on the shit I was learning. Look, there's a good old saying. You've probably heard it, and I'm big on this with clients. Knowledge is power. 
Technology's power. It is when it's applied. I don't give a fuck how much you know. If you don't apply that, you may as well not know it. If you don't apply what you know, you may as well not know it. So at this point, I'd be educating myself whilst implementing what I'm learning and taking action. So what would I educate myself on? How insulin works in the different times. It's crucial, the different types of insulin. It's crucial you, every single one of you type ones, understand the different types of insulin and how it works, or to the very least, how the types that you're taking works. Onset time, peak time, if it peaks, how long it takes to work, how long it stays in your system for, it's important that you know that. How to run tests, that's another thing I'd educate myself on. How to test my basal rate, how to test my insulin to carb ratio. Shameless plug, which well, is not shameless, it's helping you guys. I have got podcast episodes on that and videos on that. Go and find them if you're not sure on that. Also, I have got how, how insulin works as well. How would I find this information though? How would I educate myself? The first one is what you fucking guys are doing and you're very, we're very blessed in this day and age because I, when I was diagnosed, there was no one doing podcasts. There was no good community. There was nothing I could find to help me when I was first diagnosed. You guys have got access to this now and if you're here today, then it's obviously you're showing up and you're wanting to learn. So we've got podcasts, we've got books and we've got another great one and that's talking to other type 1 diabetics. Talking to other type 1 diabetics is great. So I'd start to educate myself whilst taking action on the shit I was listening to and educate myself. I wouldn't just watch a video or listen to a podcast and be like, that's fucking great. Let's go about my day. Let's not implement. That doesn't mean shit. You only learn through application. And this is something I'm big on with my clients when they come on my program, working through my course. Like, watch that video. Go fucking implement it. That's how you're going to learn. So for this, podcasts, books, courses, coaches like myself, talking to other type ones. And then the last one, the last one is a big one. The last one is I'd plug the holes. It may sound funny, but I'm going to tell you what I mean by this. Uh, every it's a, it's a journey, right? And whether you've been a few weeks in, a few months in, 40 years into being a type one, 50 years, there's going to be holes somewhere in your journey in your system that need plugging, that need plugging. I can pretty much guarantee going back through these points these are going to be some of the holes that need plugging. Even with me now, and this could be something simple like, I get a spike, what needs to happen? Do I need to adjust my basal insulin? That's a hole that needs plugging. Throughout our journey, there's going to be holes that need plugging. But to know where to go to plug these holes, you need to have accepted it. You need to be working on your mindset. You need to be looking at your lifestyle, so taking the low-hanging fruit, and you need to be educating yourself. Because if you're not doing these, you're not going to know where the hole is. You're not going to know how the fuck to plug it. And this is one thing that I want to get across. It's not like we do all this team and then we're set for life. We do this. We continue on our journey. We find a hole. We find something going wrong that we don't like. We search back. We find where the hole is and we plug it. That's the last thing. That's the last thing. Team, so I'm going to recap where I'd start if my glucose control wasn't great. And this is applicable if you're newly diagnosed or you've had it a while and you feel stuck in a rut. First thing is I'd understand I need to stop looking outside of my, my control, things that are outside of my control, and just control the controllables of what I can fucking take action on, what I can control. And then the first point, I'd sit with it, I'd let myself feel, I'd accept it, or I'd accept it to the best of my ability. Then 
Number two is I work on my mindset. Number three, I take the low-hanging fruit. So look at my lifestyle. How can I tweak and make it better? We can all do this, even me now. We've got a pretty solid, pretty healthy lifestyle, but I could still make it better if I found some areas I could improve on. Yeah? Number four, I'd start the education process whilst taking action on the shit I was learning. So it's not just stuck in my head. I'm learning. I'm taking action. And the fifth one is I'd plug the holes. I'd understand it's a journey. Things are going to go wrong. Take a breath. Relax. No fucking rage bulletin. None of that weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we do do it at times. If you don't know what that is, listen to a few podcast episodes ago. And I'd be willing to plug the holes. Now, team, I want to be honest with you. And I spoke about this in one of my last podcast episodes. When I was first diagnosed, I jumped right into educating myself. When I was first diagnosed, I jumped right into educating myself. I didn't really sit with it and accept it. And I definitely didn't fucking work on my mindset. And then 12 months down the line, I hit my first bout of depression. I hit my first bout of depression. And I do put that from the fact that I didn't... A lot of other shit was going on in my life at the time. But I put that down to the fact that I didn't really sit with it. I didn't accept it. And I wasn't working on my mindset. So that's why I'm saying start and do them in order of what I've listened to here. Team, like I say, knowledge is power, but only if you fucking take action. Go and take action on these notes. And I guarantee if you're struggling right now or you're newly diagnosed, you're feeling a bit overwhelmed, it's okay. But one of these points will start to move the needle forward for you. Team, that is it. If you got value from this episode, please leave me a rating and a review on the podcast app because as I said, it really does help me reach more type 1 diabetics and positively impact our community. I appreciate you so much for listening to today. I hope you have a fucking best day ever and you got value from this. Until the next episode, peace.